Okay, it's the next, next slide, John. And I'm on already. Morning. Welcome to our service uh, this morning, whether you're a regular here or a visitor. It's good to have you with us. And uh, we're going to start with our verse to, for the day, and we're going to share in saying that together. So please join with me as we read it now. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So it's going to be a slightly different service this morning than our usual service. And that's uh, partly because we're going to share about the missionary work of the church. And uh, for those of you who are regulars here, uh, you'll need to make a decision. You should have received a card as you came in, and we'd like you to complete that in towards the end of the service. So hopefully you can find a pen and share pens. Uh, We might want to have that to hand as we work our way through, and you'll see what you need to complete and why as we go through the service. So if you're a visitor here today, I hope you still enjoy our time together and you'll perhaps uh, see something of how we support missionary work and perhaps take some lessons from that back into your own church. And if you're just visiting to see what we do, well, apologies that it's a slightly different service, but I'm sure that you'll uh, see a little of what we're about and uh, come back and see us again on perhaps a more normal service. We're going to open our time with a a prayer, so let's pray now and ask for God's blessing on our time together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the chance to come together as your people and meet with you. And we acknowledge your presence through your Holy Spirit here with us this morning. We're conscious, Lord, that as we come, we've not lived lives that have always come up to your standard through this week. We've done things that we shouldn't have done and we omitted to do things that we should have done. And so as we come into your presence this morning, we confess this before you and ask for your forgiveness again, acknowledging that we only receive your forgiveness through the work of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. And as we also come with thoughts perhaps of a busy week and distractions, Lord, we pray that you would enable us to put those on one side as we listen to your word and we listen to the work of your Holy Spirit in our lives helping us to grow as your servants to live lives that better reflect your your glory and your holiness and as we seek to share with others the wonder that you are to us and the thing that you mean to us And as we worship you, Lord, we pray that our worship would please you and glorify your name in this place this morning. We ask these things in your name and for your glory. Amen. Okay, so what I'm going to do over the next few minutes is to share something of the thoughts of the missionary committee uh, have been having over the last few meetings and how we'd like to engage the wider congregation here in uh, the work that the church is involved with and the partners that we have in mission. So we want to change a little bit the way that we do that, and we hope that's going to make it easier for you to get engaged with that. Uh, Just as an introduction to that, I just want to remind you of a few things that the Bible teaches us about mission and, uh, and the way it works. 
Um, so the first thing is that missionary work is a partnership. Uh, now you taking the verses here from Philippians where Paul's writing to the Philippian church and he's thanking them for their partnership in the gospel. Paul at that time was in prison and the Philippian church was a, a bit of a mixed bag of characters from the Philippian jailer, jailer to Lydia who was a, a, a female businesswoman and, uh, and they worked together to share the gospel. And so that's perhaps the first thing we should think about, that it is a partnership. And we have a range of people that we work, work with across the world, and we should be working in partnership with them. The second thing that might be a little surprising at first face is that uh, we need to pray for one another. And I say it's surprising because it's Paul that writes uh, to the Colossian church this time, and he asks for their prayer. So this great apostle in prison is struggling to continue perhaps uh, witnessing in this uh, situation of oppression something that some of our missionaries continue to struggle with today working in various parts of the world and he asked for their prayers that he might be faithful in that witness the, the next thing that the bible talks about is giving and uh, uh, we're a very generous church in the way that we give to people throughout the world we're pleased to, to be able to do that uh, well, we need to be cautious of the parable of the widow's might um, she gave a small amount but it was everything that she had and she was contrasted with the rich people who gave less of, of proportion of their giving but Paul talks in Romans about the gift that the people of Macedonia made to the church in Jerusalem as they suffered uh, persecution and poverty and struggled and so there's an example there of giving the final thing and I think perhaps where we want to encourage you uh, uh, um, this morning is in encouragement uh, Barnabas was a close, close companion of Paul and other, others of the apostles as they shared the gospel throughout the then world and in fact, that was a nickname, and that nickname meant he was the son of encouragement. His real name was Joseph, we're told. So uh, it, it was an important enough theme that somebody had a name, the encourager. Uh, but of course, in the, in the epistles, we're also uh, asked to encourage one another and build one another up. And when we think of uh, our missionary partners through the world, many of them work in quite isolated situations, well away from uh, their support systems uh, and uh, they need our encouragement and uh, we need to do that through practical means as well as praying and as well as giving we need to be encouraging them perhaps through contact through letters or through emails or whatever that they would continue faithfully in the work so that's really the background to uh, to what I want to share with you and the reason why uh, we're doing this. So what's the current situation in Long Crendon? Well, the current situation is we support these and other organisations, and you can see it's a huge amount. Uh, so that's a good thing. It's great that we're involved with so many different partners, um, but it makes it complicated and it makes it demanding for people to be involved with all of that. How could you possibly keep up with all the prayer letters and all the prayer requests and all the information? And how could you possibly be engaged with all of those things? And I think while there are some people in the church who do that, um, 
because of their personal situation. For many people in a busy life, it's, it's really challenging and difficult to do that and perhaps not realistic. So what, what's the practical way forward that we're suggesting here? Well, what we want to do is we want to divide up those missionary partners into what we're calling streams. And so we're hoping that that means that you won't feel that you're spread too thinly and trying to keep up with all of these partners. It means that uh, hopefully a small, as part of a group of individuals on one stream, it allows you to provide greater support and encouragement to those missionary partners that you're particularly linked to. It allows us also to be linked to things that God has laid on our hearts. You know, we all have different organizations that we've got a historical link with us. We've come from other churches, perhaps, um, or things that we feel passionate about. And, and we should be honest and open about that. We don't, we're not all the same. God doesn't want us to have all the same passions. There are different uh, themes to missionary work that are laid on our hearts. And we're hoping that by having a small focus group that we encourage one another in this work because we have contact about that missionary stream within the group of people. So this is the complicated slide because this shares the different streams. And uh, I'll try and work my way through this. And if you bear with me as it's a fairly complicated slide and think about which of these particular streams God is particularly going to lay on your heart to be part of. So the first one is one that we've been traditionally very closely linked with, and we're calling that resourcing global gospel outreach. And it's really the work of organizations such as Wycliffe and SIM that we're very familiar with. And you could see the names of the people up there that we are currently partnered with. And uh, um, Philip Hewer and Mark Andrews, as missionary committee members, are going to be leading that stream. I, should, I meant to make some introductory comments about the streams, actually, because I guess some of you may well feel that actually I'm being put in a bit of a box here and I don't want to be put into a particular box because I'm interested in lots of things. Well, bear with me. We're not trying to stop that. We want you still to be able to do that, but, but bear with me as we go through uh, the different streams. So the next stream is then uh, we currently calling International Aid and Development. And uh, that sounds a rather secular title, and we don't want to communicate just that, um, which is why I kind of muted that it's uh, a, perhaps a title that we might look at, um, because the partners there are very much organizations who are also involved in sharing the gospel, but they do see the physical, practical needs that many people throughout the world have, and they want to provide those facilities and resources such as water and education and food and disaster relief when particular challenges strike. And they want to build into communities resilience against disasters and uh, as a prevention for the future. But they do that as, uh, out of a care and compassion and wanting to share what Jesus taught us to do, but also because they want those people to find the gospel. And we currently work with Samaritan's Purse and Tear Fund, as well as Compassion, Leprosy Mission, and Tools with a Mission. And Simon Howard and Sandra Tomes are going to lead that stream. The next one is partnering with churches overseas. So as you, many people here are obviously very well aware, we've had a very close link with the church in Romania and Pastor Julian through Alan Essam's work there and we've had regular visits to that church and we want to carry on doing that and build on the good work that we've started. 
We've also put Bethan and Tenebu in that part as they're part of the church in Senegal. And we want to encourage them and uh, build them up in their work within that church. And Alan Essam's going to lead that stream. The next one is reaching people in the UK. Uh, and we want to just sort of differentiate that from church planting and other work with specific churches in the UK. This is more about the organisations that support work across uh, churches in the UK, such as the London City Mission, such as Scripture Union and the Salvation Army that we've been linked with in the past. And, and you, you're familiar that we send people on Scripture Union camps, both the young people go to be encouraged by their time at the camps, but we also send leaders to the camps who will help with the teaching of the children. And we send people, and I've had the privilege of going to spend a week cooking at an SU camp, which is definitely not playing to my strength, but I did everything Di told me to do. And at the moment we don't have anybody leading that stream, but I'll probably cover that uh, for the time being. Um, and then the final one uh, is supporting the persecuted church. Um, so, you know, we've alluded to that already in this service. People live in challenging situations in many countries throughout the world. And there are organizations that work to help and support those Christian communities, to provide them with practical stuff that they need, uh, but also to try and help relieve the situation. And Barnabas Fund is the organization that we do that through in this church, and I'm going to lead that stream. Um, so just to touch on each stream again, to sort of... Um, consolidate the message so uh, the resourcing gospel outreach and really this is where we want you to be engaged what can we do more to help our partners in this situation well we already receive prayer letters and, we, and it's good if we can spend time in prayer praying for these people we want to encourage them by responding I, th I think we're very conscious as a committee we get a flow of information from them we don't always respond with a reply of encouragement and it's good if we can do that we do have, have had visits to some of these uh, places, and in fact, Neil and Sandra will be going out to Ethiopia with, us, with a group in April to encourage uh, the people who work in Ethiopia. Um, so we want to build on that and take that further, and you may have ideas and suggestions about that. International aid and development, well, um, so again, we receive information, tends to be much more a kind of organizational level, but but it's still important that we support them in prayer. Um, maybe we need to be linked to specific projects that those organizations run to try and strengthen that. And here, of course, there's a financial need to help uh, resource that. We do have links with, uh, with some uh, places in particular, and Simon's leading a trip in July uh, to uh, Swaziland, to the, to the Belembo project there, and more about that in due course. Perhaps that's something you might want to think about. Uh, so partnering with other churches, again, we receive regular information from Pastor Julian. We need to think about how we share that so we can support him in prayer. Uh, we visit regularly. We need to continue to do that. And there are always material needs uh, in, in his situation as well. So, again, what can we do to, to help and build that up? Um, reaching people in the UK. So how can we work better with Scripture Union to support the camps better? Make sure that we encourage people to go on the camps um, and, uh, and support that work. That stream would be engaged with that. 
And then finally, that supporting the persecuted church. Well, there's lots that we can do here. Again, prayer requests come in, but I guess the thing that I'm conscious of uh, here is that we could do something to change the situation. We can write to the people who are being persecuted. You could write to people in, ch- in prison. That's often a real source of encouragement to them, uh, but it also flags the authorities. There's an interest in them and perhaps protects them. And obviously organizations share with that intent that we write to particular prisoners. We can write to MPs in this country. That can be very influential. And we can write to governments in countries where people are affected. And uh, it's easy perhaps to, uh, to let time slip by and not let these happen. And I'm as guilty as anybody of doing that. But it's, uh, these are important things that we can be involved with and engaged with. And I think we do that better if we're in a group and we're encouraging one another to do that. So that's uh, my last slide. So bear that in mind. The card you should have will remind you of those different streams and we'll come back to those after, um, after Philip's preached to us. Now we're going to have a time of prayer. I'm going to ask the fellow members of the missionary committee to come forward and, and Alan's going to pray, pray for us and for this work. Alan, thank you. Well, let's pray. Father God, we thank you that we have good news in the gospel that we can take to those who don't yet know you and where we can't go physically ourselves we have the opportunity to support to help and encourage those that are engaged in that work in other places and as we've just been reviewing the uh, missionary interests that we have as a church we commit each of them to you now and we pray for those missionary organisations Wycliffe and SIM and those that work for those organisations we pray that you'd give them wisdom and specific insights to the cultures in which they're working we pray for those organizations that are looking to alleviate need in disaster areas or or where development is required. We think of Tear Fund particularly, the work of compassion and the leprosy mission, Tools with a Mission, Samaritan's Purse. We pray that you'd give each of those organisations wisdom to know how they should allocate the resources that they have available to them. And we pray you'd put it in our hearts where we could contribute to that work in a financial way. We pray for those churches overseas that we partner with. We think of Bethan and Tenebo and pray for them. We thank you that they were able to spend time with us over these last months and pray for them as they return to their work now that you would um, enable them to accomplish all that they have in their heart to do. We pray for Julian and his church situations that he too would be enabled to accomplish those things that he would like to be able to do.
We pray for those organisations working in this country to alleviate need where it is most evident. And we think particularly of the London City Mission and the Salvation Army. And we pray that you would uh, bless and encourage those who work for those organisations. We thank you that they have it in their hearts to do that work. Uh, We confess that we would struggle to enter into those situations sometimes. We pray you would go with them and enable them as they need. And we thank you for the work of Scripture Union and other organisations that look to uh, run uh, holiday clubs and camps and provide Bible notes, especially for the younger people. And we pray that uh, what is learned at an early age would stay with them and would um, bear fruit as they, as they grow older. And lastly, we pray for the persecuted church in those countries where uh, there are believers but where there is oppression. And we pray that you would uh, be present and encourage those Christians that are struggling in those situations of great difficulty. We recognise that often the church flourishes and grows in spite of adversity. We pray that you would give your grace, you would give courage, you would give perseverance, and that you would help us to uh, do what we can to uh, make their needs known to those in positions of authority. We pray for ourselves as a committee that you would give us wisdom, that we would be good representatives of the missionary organisations that we would look to support to your congregation here in this place. We pray that we would be wise stewards of the resources that we have and that we would support wisely and that we would encourage And we pray that you would bless the work of your gospel in whatever country, wherever your gospel is preached. And we commit all of these things to you now, in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Good morning. We're going to be uh, looking at Luke chapter 10. And if you've uh, got a Bible in front of you, you might like to turn to that. Uh, It's Luke chapter 10. Uh, verses 25 to 37 and I think maybe the page number will come up but I'm not sure there we go so page 1041 if you've got one of the church Bibles Uh, this is the parable of the Good Samaritan which is very familiar to all of us and it centers around this phrase who is my neighbor and we've actually had that um, cropping up several times over the last couple of weeks. Um, Last Sunday, Simon um, used that as a challenge as we think about being involved in the immediate community around us here. What kinds of of help should we be thinking of giving in the name of Christ uh, to the surrounding community? 
um, just this last week, the bishops, that's the Church of England bishops, not Martin and Kathy Bishop, the, the bishops um, issued um, uh, an open letter um, encouraging people to uh, engage and vote in the upcoming general election, and they entitled that, Who is My Neighbour? So it, it's a familiar question that comes up to us uh, uh, and uh, that is the question around which this parable that Jesus taught um, centers the question of the um, expert in the law. We're going to make this a little bit uh, interactive. We're going to step outside a little bit outside our comfort zone this morning because that's all part of getting engaged uh, in mission. Um, and... Um, one of the things Ghanaian preachers like to do in making sure their audience is still awake um, is to uh, say hello and you have to respond hi. Okay, so if I say hello, okay, that's just an assurance that everybody's uh, still on, on board. Um, some of the places, uh, um, certainly in the village areas, they issue the deacons uh, with a nice long bamboo cane, and if they see anybody nodding off in the sermon, they, they get a pretty sharp tap, um, either on the shoulder or on the top of the head. Well, I, haven't, I didn't bring any canes for the deacons this morning, so uh, just make sure you don't nod off. It's, it's a familiar story, isn't it? Uh, the story of the, the Good Samaritan that Jesus uh, told. And... Um, I really just want to, to focus on, on one particular part of it, um, but that is to say that um, it all started with, it, it centers around the fact that the, the, the person who actually uh, responded to somebody in need, the um, person who'd been set upon by robbers at the roadside, um, the priest walked by um, on the other side of the road, um, preferred not to look, maybe just caught out of the corner of his eye and said, I don't want to get involved in that, thank you very much. Um, Levite went by uh, in the same way, walked by on the other side of the road and said, mm -mm, well, I've just seen the priest go by and leave him, so I'm certainly not going to get involved. Um, and it's the outsider, the Samaritan, who, who, starting off for the point, he had compassion, he had pity uh, on this person in need, and he got involved, and he did something about it. And I guess we can all be a little bit like uh, the priest and the Levite in some ways. Um, we prefer perhaps not to get involved. We prefer uh, perhaps not to walk by on the other side, uh, but we may sometimes say, oh, okay, that's something I don't think I really want to get, in, get stuck into. Um, I'm not quite sure where it might end up. And... Uh, you know, maybe it's walking down the high street and seeing people collecting for a cause, waving a collection box, and you, or, or, or the lady that sells the big issue uh, on, on, the, on the path down to Waitrose uh, there. Um, you just either avoid her eyes or you step by on the other side. And I'm not saying that you, know, you necessarily should be involved every time. But it, it's, it's somehow that there's, there's too much. We can't get involved in everything. There's too many needs. We can't commit uh, to this, that, and the other. Um, but Jesus encourages us uh, to let our heart be moved uh, 
by situations and to get involved. And that's really the purpose as Andrew has introduced these streams. What is it that touches our heart? What is it that moves our heart uh, that leads us to get engaged and involved? Because that's really the important starting point, isn't it? Uh, when Jesus comes to apply uh, the, the, the parable to uh, the, uh, the expert in the law, who'd asked the question right at the beginning, um, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Probably the wrong question to ask, but um, he, um, Jesus responds by giving him really an, an impossible standard. Love the Lord your God, uh, and this is what the, uh, the expert in the law answers, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said, okay, that's, that's correct. You're right. Um, do this and you will live. But there's no way you can do that. There's no way you can maintain, you can keep up uh, that standard. It's much too high. And the expert in the law really says, okay, let's try and make it a bit more manageable. Let's try and cut it down a bit. Who is my neighbor? Um, is it... Um, is it my fellow Jew uh, living next door? Um, is it um, perhaps the God-fearer who's come uh, and, and uh, taken on uh, the uh, aspects of, of coming to, uh, into uh, a faith in God? Um, who is my neighbor? So I'd like you just to turn uh, to the person next to you and say, who is my neighbor? Right. Good. Yes. Or, or, or even, 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 who is my neighbour? Yes. Um, who is my neighbour? And Jesus actually turns that around when he comes to the end. He says, um, "Who, um, who became a neighbour?" Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? So actually the question is perhaps, uh, he, he, he sort of almost turns it around on its head and says, actually not who is my neighbor, but who should I be a neighbor to? Um, and he says, uh, and the, the expert in the law responds by saying, well, obviously it was the guy who had compassion, who had pity and did something about it and uh, took this man to... Um, took this man under his wing, poured on, uh, bandaged uh, the wound, poured on oil and wine. I don't know what kind of paramedic training it had. It seems, I'm not sure he got things in the right order there. Um, but uh, bandaged him up and then poured on oil and then wine. Um, but whatever he did, it was effective. And he then went a, a, a step further uh, putting the guy on his on his donkey, taking him uh, to uh, uh, an inn, and staying with him the night, looking after him, and uh, then actually fishing into his pocket to give uh, the landlord enough money to look after the guy. So we've actually got two of the um, uh, mission groups that we uh, are uh, committed to. Um, in this, in this parable, compassion, uh, one of the ones, and Samaritan's purse, one of the other ones. So the Samaritan dug into his purse in order uh, to take care of this person. 
So Jesus says, um, who acted in a neighborly way? Who, uh, whose heart, and the man says, yes, the one whose heart was moved and did something about it. And so, in a sense, Jesus is saying, yes, okay, there's an obligation for us, on us to um, be involved with people, uh, to see what moves our hearts, and actually to go beyond just feeling pity, feeling sorry, feeling compassion, but actually doing something about it and taking practical steps to, to become involved. Um, so what I, but I, what I want to um, also add to that is that it's not just simply an obligation, something that we ought to do. It's actually a tremendous blessing uh, to be involved in a ministry that stretches you beyond your sort of familiar horizons, to get involved in things which actually are outside your normal uh, area of, of experience. Hello? Good. So who am I a neighbor to? You can say that to your person sitting next to you. Who, or or if, you're, if you're squeamish about grammar, you can say to whom am I a neighbor, if you don't like ending sentences with prepositions. So uh, just turn, uh, turn to somebody near to you and say, who am I a neighbor to? So the, 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 the encouragement here is not to be not like the priest or the Levite, uh, to keep yourself uh, tucked into yourself, eyes averted. I'm not going to get involved in that, thank you very much. But to become involved. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's the first time you've spoken to the person sitting next to you. Um, I don't know. Um, I think one of the blessings of being part of God's family is that we mix together in groups of people that we actually wouldn't mix with in any other sphere of life. Um, it's a real blessing, isn't it? You know, you think of it, yeah, you're laughing. Um, but we, we, yeah, we do, don't we? I mean, you know, you get to meet, I don't know, airline pilots, surgeons, whatever, people that in the normal sphere of life I would certainly not mix with. And it's a real blessing to be part of that wider community and... It's a, it's a real greater blessing if you can expand that into the worldwide scene. We're going to just see a little uh, video uh, now, which um, came from, just, I think, just a bit more a year ago. Judy and I, if you don't know, have worked in, in Ghana working in Bible translation. This, these are the group of guys uh, that we work with and who wanted to say thank you, really, to you for partnering uh, in the translation of the Kassim Bible. So let's just take a moment to uh, look at that. Well, I just, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm an introvert. Um, I think what I'd be like if I hadn't been exposed to some of that uh, stuff. Um, but what I'm saying is getting involved in something that's outside our normal experience, seeing the gospel take root in a culture that is totally different to what I'm familiar with has been a, a huge blessing just to see how the scriptures are applied in situations uh, which are quite, quite different from anything that I would otherwise have been familiar to. It's been a great blessing just to see the power of the scriptures and the relevance of the scriptures in widely different uh, settings. And, yeah, as these guys have said, you know, it's with your support, your mission involvement over many, many years. I mean, it's been 40 years since you know that 
we've been involved in that. Um, and the church, different churches have been involved in seeing that work through. And that's been a blessing to us. And I, I mean, God willing, in a few weeks' time, I'll actually be able to hold and show you a, a newly printed Qasem Bible. And that will have been, you know, that'll have been part of your uh, involvement uh, in what these guys have been doing. So that's a real blessing. Involvement is not just an obligation, uh, but it's, it's a tremendous blessing. just want to close uh, with, with one other passage um, uh, that I think will come up on the screen in front of us. It's from uh, John chapter 4. And um, it's, it's perhaps it sort of gives us uh, uh, another answer to um, <clears throat> who is my neighbor, Jesus said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Don't you have a saying it's still four months until harvest? I tell you, uh, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Even now, uh, the one who reaps draws a wage and harvests a crop for eternal life so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. So thus the saying, one sows and another reaps, is true. So what um, Jesus is saying here is that um, we can we can enter into um, mission, into work, into involvements that perhaps we can't be there ourselves, but we can enter into it uh, through uh, through prayer and uh, through different levels of involvement, as, as Andrew has outlined to us. And um, by being part of that that chain of sower and reaper, sower, the one who sows, the one who looks after the crops, the one who harvests, you can be you can be part of a of, of a chain that involves very many different groups of people. But you can enter into that blessing, enter into that encouragement, um, enter enter into uh, what God is doing in very many different parts of the world in very many different ways. And so I think one of, one of the answers uh, to who is my neighbor, as I said, it's not just to sort of um, withdraw and to say I can't get involved in that. It's just uh, it's too big an issue. It's too big a thing. And Jesus says here, open your eyes or lift up your eyes. Um, so, okay, you can say to the person sitting next to you, who is my neighbor? And the person can answer, lift up your eyes, open your eyes. Okay. Hello? Good, go ahead. <laughs> so who, who is my neighbor? And the encouragement that I want to give you today is, well, yeah, lift up your eyes. Look, at, look out. See what God is doing around the world and become involved because through that uh, you will be, be blessed. One of the things... Uh, Judy and I often do is we listen to the BBC World Service in the morning rather than Radio 4. If you listen to the World Service, you'll get a much broader spectrum of world news. And you can turn that into prayer, turn that into engagement. You can't be fully engaged in everything, but you can hear what's going on in the world and turn that, uh, turn that into prayer and commitment. So get news, 
have compassion. Remember, the starting point is his heart was moved. He had compassion, he had pity, and he did something about it. And if you get opportunities to get further, more deeply immersed in something, whether it's a trip to Swaziland or or wherever it might be, then take that opportunity. Uh, And if you go on holiday to a a, a different place, a different country, and you you visit a church there, you'll find that's uh, really stretching and, and... and and a blessing too, to be involved. So lift up your eyes, ask yourself, how is my heart moved? How can I get involved? And these mission streams are there to help give us a handle on that. There is a harvest. Jesus encourages us to look. It says there is a harvest out there ready to be reaped. Lift up your eyes, look, and get involved, and pray, and be blessed. Amen.